So me and you kind of had this conversation before about how I feel we got duped. And I want to clarify something. When I say we got duped, I don't mean our parents duped us. I believe that society duped us and society duped our parents. And the reason I say that is because they we black, right? And I can't mm-hmm. speak for any other ethnicity, but the one thing that black people know is how to overcome the struggles. Right. They know how to come and rise out of oppression like nobody else. So when our parents were going for promotions and jobs, a lot of the thing that they were constantly being told is you don't have the education or you don't have mm-hmm. the educational background. So when they hear those things, what do they do? They say, "Okay, well, my kids will have that educational background. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I can to open the door for them by being able to support them through college. Mm -hmm. So it kind of became for me this thought that was like the most successful people in the world go to college. Yeah. Do you think that that was something that we were kind of taught us millennials? I mean... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> every every generation is supposed to get better. Right. And every generation is supposed to teach what they didn't know to the, you know, what they learned too late mm-hmm. to, to the next generation early. Right. So I I feel like with our parents, a lot of them, a lot of them, I think, for example, my grandfather. My grandfather, well, let him tell it, he ran away from home when he was 12 and walked from uh, from Macon, Georgia, all the way up to Detroit. Let him tell it. That's <laughs> what he did. My grandfather was born in 1802. And um, my father's father. And he was that extra strong Black man. You know what I'm saying? 12 when he ran away from home. His mom died giving birth to him. He had a father that was abusive. He dipped. Right. I don't know how he actually got to Detroit, but I don't think he walked from Macon, Georgia all the way to Detroit. But just, just to get back to it, when he got here, that man was hired at General Motors at the age of 13. Wow. At the age of 13, no education. Nothing, you know, no education for him. I think his, I think I'm, I'm almost sure that he stopped at a fifth grade level education wow. and he came here to work. But in his era, that's what was pushed. It was get a job, black man, black woman, get a job or not black woman, black woman, you stay home with the kids. So what he knew to be the best thing was to teach his kids I can, I got a job at 13 you need to go out and get a job education still wasn't really pushed A because education wasn't even offered to us right you know we black people you not you're not supposed to be smart you ain't supposed to know how to read you ain't supposed to be educated right you know all you good for is labor that's all you good for. So when my, so then you transfer from his generation to my father's generation. Now my father came up with a little bit more. All right. Now get you a high school diploma. That's what you need to do. You need to get you a high school diploma and then you need to go out and get you a job. Right. 
or you need to go to the army or you need to go to the this or the that. So what my father was taught, that's what he did. As he got older and he learned, no, nah, I think I might have, sh- I got to, you know, I, I could get my kids into college. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just that level for every parent to see their children where they never got a chance to go. So I don't, like, I know, I love, I honestly love the word dude. I think it's hilarious, but <laughs> I don't, I, I can't necessarily say duped. I just think that every generation tends to teach what they, what they learn at a later age. So I think, but a lot of the nineties and two thousands babies, right. They get this, mm-hmm. like they're lazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think they lazy. I, I think they, think they wanted to, they teaching me how to hustle. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they, they yeah. Why do you think they are considered to be lazy? What do you think that one thing is that people like? Mm-mm. What it is is, and it's 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 very very simple. Hard work is defined by the person that's doing it. Mm-hmm. I think for them, physical hard work and labor labels you as a strong person. Mm-hmm. Labels you as a a hard worker labels you as a non-lazy person. The thing is, we supposed to, it's supposed to get easier, right? Yeah. We supposed to learn from your mistakes. So that be criticizing the next generation to be lazy, I'm viewed as lazy. My mom and my daddy tell me I'm lazy all the time. They don't know the mental struggles that I got. They don't know how exhausted, if, I, if, my, if my body, if you think I'm physically la- lazy, Trust me, I'm not mentally lazy. <laughs> this mental is nonstop. Yeah. I have and I just I just try really hard to not do that to my kids. I don't want to do that to my kids. I think this generation is amazing. They are fucking dope as shit. Like they dope as hell. I they creative as hell. Yep. You know, and, and I don't see I don't see the physical labor in them. But I, I, I can see in each and every one of them when I watch their TikToks, I can see their brains working. Yep. They put a lot into this. They put a lot into this. You know what I'm saying? And I'm really, really, really proud and thankful that they are able to, to tell the world, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Because we was taught to keep that shit in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that you're right. I think that the one thing that you said that triggered in me was like, they learn how to work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. We were out here working hard, mm-hmm. our to the bone. Many of us still have that mindset that's like, okay, I know what I need to do, but doing it this way just seems so simple. I got to make it, I got to grind this out like this. Mm -hmm. And so we put all that pressure on ourselves that one thing is just not enough. No, I need to have 10 things going. I need to have 20 things going because if I'm not, that I'm being lazy. So now my mind is more open and I realized, I mean, I, before I started doing YouTube and I don't do it consistently enough, I got to get my life together. But <laughs> before I was doing YouTube, I studied it. I mm-hmm. watch these kids, these, they're not kids, they're young adults. I watch them and I'm like, they're putting out 
three, four videos, five videos a week. Mm -hmm. I know what it takes to edit one video. That is time consuming. Yes. And then yes. adding in graphics and all of that stuff. It's time consuming. And I'm like, they're working harder than me. It may not, like you said, it's not that physical work, but it's learning how to do, how to edit that video. Those are skills that can mm -hmm. take them a long way. And they've learned yeah. that many of them on their own, just doing it. So yeah. I realized I'm like you, I can learn something from this new generation, these 90s and 2000 babies mm -hmm. that have come out and figured out the way to monetize the stuff that we built. So exactly. So we built it. Millennials <clears throat> that we own. We that. built that. And we, we built monetize. Facebook. And yes, we did. Name it. You name any social media platform. There is a MySpace behind Girl. that shit. Yep. We didn't yep. build the internet. That belongs to a baby boomer, but we built social media. We we broke, we shattered the glass and gave the world a complete view. So now you can connect with people in China, people yep. over here. That's something that we did. But we, I feel like we didn't monetize it the way that they are where they're getting checks. And that's because our parents built into us. Right. No, you need to be reserved. You need to be private. Don't tell everybody your business. Exactly. Like exactly. And so when we would go on to social media, we were so selective of the picture that we posted, of how we did it. They go in, they can have crust in their eyes, sleep on their face, and they like, mm -hmm. good morning. Today I'm about to be doing X, Y, and Z. Let me go brush my teeth and get ready. And all of a sudden, and I, like that private time we have, mm -hmm. that's gone. And yeah. now that you have Just Flow, how do you feel like your social media presence is going to change, if, if at all? Um, I honestly don't, I don't know how it's going to change. I honestly don't. I just, I just pray that it does in a positive way. Growth, continuous growth is, is what I pray for. Continuous growth. I always want eyes on my website. I, honestly, I always, it's, it's, it's a thin line. It's a real thin line. Cause I honestly always want eyes on me, on my. I just feel like I arrived late though. I feel like mm -hmm. I arrived late to social media, even though I came into social media. Right. I think that I just thought it was like, oh, say what you want, put what you want. Right. I'm talking about the business aspect and how to brand yourself. All of these, um, these mommy influencers and a lot of them are black women. Yeah have tapped into sponsorships and mm -hmm. are making their money blogging and talking and just sharing their life. And I'm like, I want to do that too. Yeah. So, and, and, and it all starts with like social media is Instagram. Yeah. So now that you, you know, this is your second launch of Just Flow. It is dope. 
Thank you. you. Amazing concepts, Corinne. Thank you. I am just excited to see where this comes, where this goes next, like launch Mm -hmm. number three. And I know it's probably already in your brain. What happens? (laughs) What is next? But now that you're here, do you feel like this was something that you needed to arrive to at this moment in time, just flow. So why? When I when I came up with just flow, was about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. It took me a whole year to actually get it off the ground because I'm a procrastinator. That's just what I am. <laughs> but um, just flow can't like it. It hit me in a in a part. In, a, in in an area of my life where I literally was just sitting there pondering all of the shit that I had been through, right? Mm-hmm. It's fun for me to be me. Mm-hmm. I enjoy being me. That's not to say that there was not a time in my life where I didn't try to be a different way because of what people told me I should be and stuff like that. But none of that shit ever stuck. It never stuck because it wasn't me. Right. And so all of those little situations always just went with my own flow. I have very little filter. As I get older, I try to develop one. Yeah. But whatever comes up kind of just flows out. It just it just comes out. Another thing with me, when shit get too, too heavy and I realize that I'm, I'm a bit of a, I'm, I guess people call me a bit of a control freak, but when shit gets too, too heavy and I realize that I don't have control over this, only God can control this. Yeah. There's one thing that I can control and that's my hair. So every time life gets just way too heavy for me, I cut my hair off or I color it or I do something to it that makes me feel like I have control over this. But at the end of it, I'm really just flowing through life. I'm just, I'm just going, I'm learning this shit as it go. I don't, I I don't pretend to know everything. I've never been 35 before, so I don't know how to act 35. You know what I'm saying? Every minute is brand new to me. And I have, and I, and I finally learned to start treating it like that. Right. And after all of those different experiences came, I was like, Man, I just I just go with the flow. And my husband looked at me and was like, that should be the name of your that should be the name of your stuff. You know, that should be the name of your business. And I was like, just flow. It should be. It should be, you know. And it came to the point where everything started to just kind of just unfold in front of me. The whole reason that just has a um has an E on the end is because it's it's a French it's the French version of just that has a meaning to it because my great grandmother was French and I'm from Detroit, Detroit, you know, all of that mean meant something. So developing just flow was one thing. Creating it in my brain was another thing and yeah I do think I had to go through everything in life in order for me to get to this point I, I definitely think that everything I've been through or everything I've experienced in my life good or bad allowed allowed me to develop just flow 
And yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you if it was, if it, it could have been like a huge, huge success when I was 25, maybe, or I could have tried this shit and it could have went completely left and I probably would have gave up on it. So I am a strong believer and I'm exactly where I'm at because God, God, God want me to be here. Right. Right. Some things become therapy. And I remember having that conversation with you that sometimes the things that we're doing, it's arriving to a point where we need it for ourselves Mm -hmm. just as much as we need to give it to the world. Mm -hmm. And when I think of your your shirt concepts and how your website talks about the empowering of people and women and just folks in general in order for them to just realize, it's like in a way just flow to me, sounds like it's taking just that power back to say, Mm -hmm. I'm being unapologetically myself, I'm flowing through life. And that's just the way that I'm going to be. That that goes back to Corinne in those moments being authentically herself. Yeah. And for me, that is what just flow is. I it's an it's hard for me to put just flow in a sentence or even in a paragraph because it really is something that is catered to each and every person. Just flow is what you make it. You know what I'm saying? It's for me, it's a way for me to get my thoughts out in it's a, it's a way to get for me to clear my mind. It's my my thoughts on in fashion. Mm-hmm. It's my thoughts put into fashion. That's all it is for me. But the story behind it is way deeper. Every, when again, when I said when I was when I created it, the things that stood out in my brain were the moments where I didn't hold shit back. I was just being me. I wasn't forcing nothing. It was just like, bam, Korean kicked in. Oh shit. Here come Korean. Like, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's a, it, I can say it's a, it means a lot. It means a lot of different things. It just flow is my happy place. Right. Um, it's my, my most authentic place. It's, it's, it's just me. It's just, it's just how I flow. It's just from day to day. You, I'm not a perfect parent. I'm not a perfect mother. I'm not a perfect friend. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a perfect nothing. I'm just flowing through this shit. I'm just flowing through it, you know? And it's, that's, that's really just what just flow is. And, but I made it for, for you for the audience to put it on and to feel like themselves to be confident in themselves each piece is to raise your confidence raise your awareness of who you are
you can't help but applaud that because you're like, man, that's what we're talking about. Like fashion doesn't have to be over the top and expensive mm-hmm. and it all this, but it just has to be how you take this piece and that piece and put it together to make something out of it. And when I look at your, this, this line, I can honestly say there's so much that you can do with the pieces mm-hmm. that you put out there. And that is is all that matters. It's enough versatility. It's enough comfort. It's enough statement pieces because everything has a dope statement that you're walking around and you're saying, hey, I'm confident enough because I know who I am because. And when you can give that, I can't. It's no wonder you sold out. You know. (laughs) I'm not completely sold out. You I'm not completely sold. I still got a, I still got a nice nice inventory left, but I, uh, you know I'm just I'm just thank I'm thankful. I'm really really thankful that orders are still coming in. I keep I keep trying. I silence my phone for some reason. They keep it look, the little cha ching that you yeah. might be hearing. It's like cha ching. I'm like I'm like my heart is like about to burst out of my chest because. I ain't even go front. I can't believe people still, you know, searching the searching the site and and making. I can believe it, but it's like, damn, that's that's my sale. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. You know, somebody somebody like my shit. You know, <laughs> but I honestly think you. I don't. I, I don't. I'm a cheerleader by nature. But that doesn't mean that I cheer for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, that's good that you're doing that. Okay, look at them got their stuff. But if I can't buy into it, I'm one of those people that presentation is everything to me. Mm -hmm. And how you present it is how I'm going to receive it and respond to it. And I can honestly say that your presentation has been on point. And it made it easy for me to buy into it. And it's not just because this is Korean. We did, you know, it's not that it's because I literally think I'm like, I need that. Like, I need that. And when I need something, that means that the way you delivered it to me is something I can buy into. And I believe in it. So <laughs> I am super proud of you. Just slow. Oh, J-U-S-T-E-F-L-O-W.com yes. is a lifestyle brand. And I think it is super, super dope. Corinne, Bell Blanding, you are the shit, <laughs> my 